Welcome to a new show that I'm doing called The Middle, and it's just me and Caleb. Hey, everybody. So I don't know what's really going to happen, and I'm kind of excited about it. The suspense is killing us because we literally just had a quick text conversation saying, all right, let's do our own thing. Mm -hmm. And what do we want to do? And then I think we both decided that the more we plan, probably like the less fun it is. Probably because then it becomes work. Agreed. Uh, Yeah. And we don't want that. Who wants to work on a Saturday? We could totally come up with bits on our own. Absolutely. I, I believe that too. Yeah. So this this is going to be a little different from the main show or the uh, Alpha Omega that is on the first and third Saturdays of every month that we record or the first and third Mondays when this releases. This will be the second and fourth Mondays of every month. There you go. And it'll just be Caleb and I doing ridiculous stuff, talking about whatever we feel like talking about. Agreed. Yeah, that's what it is for now. Maybe it'll change. Maybe it'll change. Maybe we'll actually sit down and maybe right before the show, but eh, whatever. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, hey, yeah, everyone, uh, we appreciate you for uh, joining us today, for sure. Uh, I think the first thing that we we were going to still start the same way as last time, or as the uh, uh, the main show, uh, just talking about life updates. Yeah, you know? So absolutely. Tim, you got any fun life updates? You start this time. That'll be different. Ooh, it is different. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been working out a ton. Uh, I've been trying to lift three times a week and then do cardio two times a week. Mm-hmm. I'm probably going to up that. To so I go Monday, Wednesday, Friday is my lift, and Tuesday, Thursday is where I do cardio, like mm-hmm. get on the elliptical or the bike. Uh, but I'm probably going to do it Saturdays as well after the pod and just get on the elliptical and the bike again. I'm not gonna lie, like when I walked in, it, we hadn't seen each other since December, so mm-hmm. it's been a few months. Mm-hmm. I see Tim, and I'm like, in your shoulders and like in some of your upper body, I can tell that you're slimming down. Thanks. Yeah, it's 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 paying off, man. Thanks. Since October, and I know this because that's when I went in the hospital. It's the end of October, early November, like really November first. I think it was October 29th is when I went in the hospital. Yeah, I weighed 240 pounds. It's the heaviest I've ever been in my entire life. Wow. Uh, and then Monday, this last Monday, I weighed 213. There you go, man. There so, you go. I've only been lifting since April 19th. Uh, but I've changed my diet. I don't eat beef anymore. That's sad. I'm sorry, but that's really tough. <laughs> but beef is the fattiest of the meat. I know, and it's so good. Good. Oh, oh. What about lamb? Can you have lamb? I haven't had lamb, but I could. Ooh, okay. That's a good choice. You can still it's, have, like, euros. Yeah, or just cooked lamb. Well, okay. Uh, you know. I get specific. Lamb chop? I want to eat lamb chop. Lamb chops are good? No, mm-hmm. like the character lamb chop. Like the puppet? Yeah, but I don't want to <laughs> eat a puppet. I want food, man. We're talking food here, man. Food. I'm trying to think like, okay, so you can't have beef. Well, I, I'm just, I'm choosing not to eat beef. It's right. not that I can't have beef. No, we're saying you can't because I'm supporting you, man. You can't okay. do it. All right, cool. So you can't have beef. Mm-hmm. What other, like, didn't you cut out alcohol a lot too? I stopped drinking in January. Okay, yeah. I, I've been listening to the pod. Yeah, oh, I'm good. keeping up. <laughs> good, good. Yeah. So now I eat chicken, fish, and pork is basically the, Three meats that I rotated. I feel like pork would, in my opinion, pork would be just as bad as beef. It's a lot more lean. Huh. Even bacon? Not bacon. So like mostly pork chops or like rib meat on Mm. the bone. Okay. It's usually a leaner cut of meat. Like it's way less calories than say like ground beef. Well, yeah, that's fair. So, 
and I since I'm doing this uh, crazy lifting where I do a lot of power lifting, it's 85% of my lift or 85% of my max mm. four times or five times with four or five sets. All right. Yeah, that's good. Um, so, for example, I started April 19th. I was benching 160. When I went on Friday, I'm benching 185. Nice, man. So, you're, like, you're hardcore into this now. You're yeah. De- you're in the deep. I'm in the deep. That's I'm in awesome. The deep. So, I need the calories. I need the protein. So, mm-hmm. I allow myself to have pork. It is fattier, but I need those calories. Especially, yeah, for sure. Especially since I've been calorie counting and keeping it right around 1,000 mm. What day. about duck? Think you could have some duck? I could. I bet. Yeah. I bet any, like, the oh. gamey animals are what really... What venison? Venison's probably good, too. Oh, man. Veal. Okay, I, well, see, I got some ground venison in mm-hmm. my freezer, mm-hmm. and I'm waiting to thaw that out someday and do some venison burgers. In fact, so my mother-in-law, sister-in-law, her husband, and their two daughters are coming over to our house tomorrow. Okay. And Kate's like, hey, can you make some burgers or put something on the smoker? I'm like, yeah, totally. It's supposed to rain tomorrow, so <laughs> that might be, you know, happy Mother's Day there, folks. Right. Um but I was wanting to make some venison burgers, and she's just like, no, just normal bur- You don't have to make things crazy all the time. And it's true. I try to, because it's just different people. It's true. Some people just want, hey, I want the nostalgia of a burger on a grill. I don't need a new experience every time. Yeah. yeah. I am some sort of crack addict <laughs> for meats that needs to try some different stuff. You could just make the venison burgers and not say anything. No, that wouldn't be right. It's it's also for Mother's Day, you know. Oh, are they really going to notice? Day. Um, they might. I mean, I I can taste the difference in venison. I bet you, if you don't say anything, no one would notice. Well, I did. Well, I will say this: I got some really good burgers from uh, C. Rollo's and O'Fallon. Uh, they had um, some cheddar and bacon burgers, so Ooh. I got those and some lean pub burgers. I don't know what lean pub burger means. But it's leaner beef, so hey, whatever. It's probably ninety ten. Probably, yeah, that's about right for a lean for mm-hmm. beef. So it's not going to be ninety three or ninety seven or anything. So, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's for them. That's I'm true. just there. I was going to make some smoke some ribs, but it looks like it's going to storm tomorrow. Well, so. it's supposed to storm today. Fun. Yeah. Be Who perfect knows? for a nap, but I'm drinking coffee. <laughs> Mistakes. Mistakes were made today. Mistakes were made. But nice. So you've got the workout going. Yep. And work is, you know, I've talked about in the other shows, just completely chaos. And every time I go in, it's something new and different and whatever. I I just don't care anymore. Are you going to look for a new job? Um. So I keep going back and forth about this because we're so far uh, in the backlog Mm. that they're going to offer a crap ton of overtime here soon whenever they decide to do whatever they're going to decide to do. And I can make a shit ton of money. Okay. Doing that. Yeah. Uh, so maybe after I I don't, I don't know. Cool. And also I, you know, work for the federal government. I have, um, a bunch of years in, I can have an early retirement and yeah. Cause you get a, um, uh, not a what's the word pension yeah you get a pension yep that's good so you know i can put 20 years in and still be you know in my 50s and retire yeah yeah i was when i was working for the county i was very excited to think oh i could get a pension and then i realized this is not the place for me i need to leave very (laughs) fast so i left very fast um but no that's cool that's i I was because i hear you talk about your job Mm -hmm. and if we anyone that spends 
you know, eight, nine, ten hours a day on their job and they're miserable, in my head, I'm always like, you should leave. <laughs> you should just leave. Find another job. Stick around as long as you can there, but start looking. Because I, I, I hear it from people a lot. Mm-hmm. With like, I hate my job. I'm like, oh, that sucks. I've been there. Just leave. Yeah. Just leave. Yeah. I mean, I will say St. Louis doesn't have like the largest economy by any means. You know, so there might not be as many options. Well, I tend to whine a lot. I know. Um, I I've, I know you, Tim. <laughs> and the benefits are just too hard for me to pass up at the same time. I whine about it to just let it go. But honestly, my job, especially in 2020, was awesome. I was going one day a week, and I was getting paid full time. That's amazing. <laughs> I go in the office for <laughs> six hours, uh, three times a week, two times a week, and I get paid full time. That's incredible. Yeah. Uh, I literally told my boss the night before, hey, I'm not coming in, so here's my sick leave. Mm. You know, and you can't work. Where else can you find, and especially in the workplace, where you can just call your boss and be like, yeah, I don't feel like coming in. Okay. <laughs> like, you, you, it's There's hard. There's got to be something. I'm trying to think. There's got to be something. It is so nice. Yeah. Just to, I woke up one Friday morning, and I was just burnt out because I've been, you know, going hard on this working out. And just tired. And I was just like, yeah, I'm just going to email my boss, not come in. <laughs> Good. Hey, if you can do it and you've been there long enough to where I'm sure they're like, all right, that's fine. You know. Well, and especially with this whole COVID mess, everything's a volunteer right now to go into the office anyway. So I'm not offending anybody. Sure. So, and it was like that pre COVID. I could just call my boss and be like, hey, I don't feel like coming in today. Okay. Mm, that works. As long as you don't do it like every other day or you run out of leave you're fine yeah that makes sense so so there are huge benefits i get a pension i get paid okay yeah the job is brainless uh so and i get to do what i want to do that's perfect that's i mean unless people always say thing i I don't like it when people say uh you know find something you love you'll never work a day in your life because that's not true there's plenty of people out there who have their dream job they're like no it's work i have to work hard Uh um but for so many of us that don't land in that spot we have to hold on to those things that kind of make us go okay i'm just doing this because i enjoy doing blank for example so when i was interviewing for my new job um it was really a cool interview like, I can't believe I'm saying a cool interview <laughs> because there's people out there like, those give me anxiety attacks. Shut up. But right. fact is, it was a cool interview because my boss basically said, like, um, listen, we don't do this job because we're obsessed with health insurance. No one is. You know, you're not. That's that's not why anyone's here. Right. We do this because of all the things it allows us to do in our lives. And, and I, when I heard that, I'm like, I want to work with this guy. Mm-hmm. Holy mm-hmm. cow. And he's been fantastic That's awesome. know, ever since. So I'm like, oh, a, a good boss. It, I got really worried because I think it was like month two or month three of the new job. Um, he called for like a team virtual happy hour. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, he's leaving. He's yeah. a, I told Kate, I'm like, well, he's about to leave. This job's about to be terrible. <laughs> Overreaction all day long. He's like, no, you wanted a happy hour, right? I was like, oh, yeah, I did kind of at, say we should do that so I could meet the team. <laughs> so he just did that in order to introduce me. It was like nothing bad, obviously. So, nice. Yeah. So that's been that's been pretty cool. So how's the dating life going for you? Uh, Not existent. <sighs> yeah. I want to help your Bumble profile. <laughs> I want that so bad. <laughs> could you do that for like a like? 
because, well, I, okay, we're still doing the um, vow renewal in September, Kate and I. Okay. For a wedding gift, can I just help you with your Bumble profile? Uh, sure. Yes! <laughs> sure. Uh, uh, the, the thing about it is I'm not really trying either. Okay. Uh, I kind of want to get 12 weeks into my workout. All right. And slim down. Wait, 12 weeks from now or 12 weeks from the start of it? The start of it. So July. Dude, that's coming up. That's perfect. Yeah. We can work on that together. Okay. Perfect. <sighs> that would be a fantastic episode. <laughs> Where we just mess with my Bumble pro- profile? Yes. We walk through it. Okay. We go through like, okay, pictures. Mm-hmm. We go through... Um, uh, swipe criteria like oh that that means left swipe that means right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh you know what you write in your both bio holy cow that's gonna be a good one okay stay tuned folks it's gonna be the <laughs> best episode when we just work on tim's profile i'm sure it will be oh i can't wait i i can <laughs> you can't it's gonna be beautiful oh it's gonna be beautiful like i like i said i'm not i'm not really trying uh i did go on a couple of dates last year this whole COVID thing just made everything yeah. weird. Yeah. And now I have to be like, so are you an idiot and unvaccinated? Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I feel like now that's something you have to add to the profile, vaccinated or something like that. I did know? put it in my profile. Oh my gosh. That's be- that, okay. Well, that's smart. You're a responsible adult. So, you know, I've been around the block a few times. You have. I, have you watched on HBO the uh, Into the Storm about QAnon? No. Oh, buddy. I have not. It's about QAnon, and it is awesome. Oh, I'm excited. Oh, my, the, one of the best parts of it, and it's not spoiling anything, folks, but one of the best parts is a former QAnon member was apologizing to Anderson Cooper for <laughs> saying, I just want to apologize to you because I used to think that you drink the blood of babies. And he's like, you thought I drank babies' blood? He's like, yeah. <laughs> I did. That's the madness that goes on in this world. And those are the people who are telling others not to get vaccinated. Oh, my gosh. What has happened? It's easy to get misinformation. and It's easy to find community and paranoia. Yeah, I guess. I mean, have you watched uh, Behind the Curve on Netflix? Ooh. I don't think so. Remind me. That is the Flat Earth Society. Oh, I think I started that. Oh, watch it. I probably I think I started it late at night and I was just tired. But you need to watch it because okay. it's the same kind of thing, and they even talk about like how it's more about just the community aspect of it, and that's why these groups are becoming more and more popular. Sure. Uh, but there's an incredible scene where uh, one of the hosts or one of the people that they're following talks about how oh I forget really the context, but it was it just cracked me up because they're talking about how. Oh, I don't want to be a part of those groups that are misinformed or an idiot or whatever like that. I'm glad I'm not one of them. And I'm just like, oh my god, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man, I, I, someone reached out to me recently, an, an ex of mine. We were on good terms, but uh, an ex reached out, um, and I wasn't friends with this person on Facebook, so I was like, oh, this is kind of random. Um, and then I was like, well, let me look at her profile because. She didn't have like a profile picture mm-hmm. <laughs> on her Facebook page. Weird. It was all like what looked like, you know, chemistry notes from someone. So okay. I'm like, all right. All right. Well, this is interesting. So let me look. And it was just all anti vaxxing stuff. Oh, gosh. I was like, dodged a bullet, Caleb. <laughs> dodged that bullet. Yeah. Could have been bad. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I just immediately went to Kate and kissed her and go, I love you so much. <laughs> <laughs> we're both, we're both vaccinated now. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Kate just passed like I got mine before Kate. Hers wasn't long after mine, and it was just at the time for us to be able to go out to eat somewhere mm-hmm. for Kate's birthday. Nice. It was nice. We went to Maggiano's uh, down in uh, Clayton. Okay. Nice little Italian spot. I know they've got several in the country, but it was really great. Nice experience. We Good. both, of course, felt awkward. Yeah. So you, you can't help but feel awkward sitting inside in a restaurant now, which sucks because I love going to restaurants. Always have. So. Right. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing is still weird. It is. And I mentioned it on last episode uh, of the main show, but MIT just came out with research saying, yeah, don't do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it sucks, but... What are you going to do? I mean, the vac- if you're vaccinated, I think you're pretty safe. Mm-hmm. Um, at least you won't die from it. Yeah, and if you're hanging out with people who are vaccinated as well... Yeah, you're not going to get it. Like, my parents are vaccinated now. Mm-hmm. My sister, who I was the most concerned about, she's vaccinated. I'm actually having dinner with them tonight. With uh, with Brooke and, and Amy, Amy Toady, right? Yep. Where are you going? I don't know. Yeah? Yeah. Brooke had a game today. Yeah. So She's downtown. I don't know when that's going to happen. I just know it's going to happen. Yeah, you got to be a little flexible with that. But, that, yeah, that'll be good. Yeah. yeah it's I, it's good for, for everyone to get out. And it's fun to hang out with Amy Toady. I love uh, my sister. But Amy Toady, come on, man. Yeah, Amy freaking Toady. Amy, we need to do a podcast episode of just Amy Toady. <laughs> <laughs> the Amy Toady episode? <laughs> just have her listen to it and be like, I'm turning this off after three minutes because this is weird. <laughs> this is so awkward. <laughs> Did I tell you about my idea for a t-shirt with Amy Toady? No. So this was like... I want to say like 2010, 2011, something like that. Probably even earlier than that. I think it might, I might have been living in Texas. So um, I said, you know, Amy freaking Toady. And she was like, hey, how's it going? I was like, you know what? I just want to get a T-shirt. <laughs> and it's got your face in it, smiling. And like it says, it doesn't say Amy freaking Toady. It says Amy effing Toady. <laughs> and it's just got her like Photoshop doing the double birds. <laughs> Which she would never do, just flipping off people. And she ended up telling some coworkers about that. They're like, they were, they were like, I will buy that shirt. Get me that shirt. Maybe we need to make a merch store. Oh, Alpha and Omega, <laughs> Amy F and Tony T-shirt. Great idea. Once we get like the 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 uh, um, dry erase board that we talked about, mm-hmm. that's got to go up on the idea side. Idea, yeah. We definitely need to start brainstorming some things. It's perfect, right there. So. So, okay, you've got, you know, work's going all right. You're, mm-hmm. you're vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Dating's not doing too much. That's fine. I mean, yeah. good. You're working out like a madman, you savage. I know. I'm trying. You're doing great. Thanks. Yeah, of Thanks. course. If you could have the body of any person, who would it be? Thor. Duh. Thor? Oh, okay. Yeah, duh. Or Captain America. I would, One of those two. I would go with, like, in his prime, Dave Batista. Okay. In the WWE... I mean, holy cow. Dude was just a brick. That's true. Good God. And, okay, mad props to any pro wrestler that wears uh, the trunks. <laughs> mm-hmm. I uh, I couldn't get away I don't with have it. the confidence for I that. I don't either. I Okay, so one of my best friends, he's going to be my best man at the wedding. Uh, he's been doing the pro wrestling gig for a while. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, what do you think I should go with? And he's going to be a, he was a, he was a bad guy called Heel. Uh, he's a heel, folks. <laughs> Teaching you some wrestling lingo. Here. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I imagine we would dive into wrestling on this. Oh, come on. Yeah, it's my life. Course. I love yeah. it. Um, but he was like, what should I wear? I was like, he's not like ripped. Oh. I'm like, you should wear trunks. <laughs> he's like, really? He's like, I'm like, yeah, you're a heel. He's like, okay. And his whole thing was he was like a trust fund douchebag. That was his character. Okay. 
And he, asked, he's like, well, what should they look like? He's like, what about like a paisley sort of look on them too? It was not the most flattering look for him, but it worked so well for Good. him as a heel. It was perfect. But I would have Dave Batista's like physique because he is huge. He is that huge. guy's jacked. Seems like a great dude as well. If you ever see him on social media, always saying like good positive stuff overall. Yeah, I've seen some interviews, like not wrestling interviews, mm-hmm. but like stuff in the movies. He's like mm-hmm. almost shy. Yeah. He's almost a shy giant man. <laughs> oh my gosh. He is so big. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Good, good grief. So okay. All right. So you'd go Thor, I'd go Batista. Yeah. I like or that. Captain America. One of those two. I you, mean Yeah. Oh, Batista they're different body types. Yeah. Okay. And I don't have either one of those body types. Oh, I don't either. Come yeah. on. I'm I'm built I'm relatively skinny. I, okay, I'm thirty six now. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I saw a bit of a gut starting to protrude oh, yeah. out. So yeah. I've been working out a lot more as well. Mm-hmm. I ended up getting a membership at the uh, Renaud Center in O'Fallon. Ooh, fancy. Not really. It's like a YMCA. A lot oh. of old people there. I fit, <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm young. It's great. Yeah, yeah. But I went there first time I was there. Most people were wearing masks. And I'm like, oh, cool, nice. Second time, a lot fewer masks. Mm. I'm like, mm, I need to figure out time and day for yeah. when I go there. The gym I go to is just like the rec center around here and uh, all old people. Uh, some younger people, mm. everyone's courteous wearing masks and some of them have it around their chin. Okay. And whatever. I wear my mask. I'm vac- vaccinated so I feel comfortable doing it. Sure. Uh, and I just avoid those people like the plague because yeah. they probably have the plague and um, just going to stay away from them. Wouldn't it have been great if it like if it only attacked talking about COVID, if it only attacked stupid people that were not thoughtful, that were uncaring. Yeah. Because yeah. you can be stupid and still be a nice person. Yeah, you're just ignorant. Yeah. You know, I don't blame them. They just it'll take them a little longer to learn. Yeah, that's fine. But what if you're just stupid <laughs> and you're rude? So basically an asshole. Yes. Okay. A big old beehole, <laughs> and it only. I really wish COVID could figure out that spot in the brain where it's like, uh, target acquired. Uh, mm, okay, this one like actually buys Christmas presents for his parents. You know, he cares. It goes to this one's like he's never done anything for his mom on Mother's Day. Get him. <laughs> so basically, Santa Claus. Oh man, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. It's so in my life that I think about Christmas that much. <laughs> <laughs> the naughty or nice list yeah, yeah that's what covid should have been it should have been a naughty or nice <laughs> list i would have loved it oh man mm. all right so I've, i guess we should so for me besides i've been working out more um i've actually so work has been going really really well for me um i've been pretty excited with my new boss and new job so that's that's going great um you know i've <clears throat> i've recently started to kind of feel a little more creative good yeah i've been wanting to write actually Mm -hmm. and i've had this like dream of writing a like fantasy novel okay but not like it wouldn't be medieval fantasy it would be almost like you know classic roman or or greek antiquity okay um so i've been kind of like stewing with ideas about it uh but every time i think about writing it i just get scared (laughs) i get so scared like oh this would be so stupid if okay nope Put that down. I do that too. Do you? Yeah, I have like 20 pages written and like, um, I don't know, like 45 pages of just lore that nice. I'm just like, nah. I created a map 
for like what this kingdom would look like even. Mm-hmm. And when I modeled it after like this part, certain parts of the world and it's like, okay, well these would be natural borders here. And mm-hmm. then I was like, all right, I, if Kate comes up and sees me, she's going to think of coming up <laughs> with some sort of murder plot. So just put this away. Uh, I started to do that too of just, you know, I'm done with this, but then I started thinking about D and D and making that a campaign. Oh, that's cool. So nice. Yeah. Nice. For me, it's like turning more into like, I I like reading some of that ancient history Mm -hmm. and just seeing how their beliefs of the world were. Uh They would just be like, you would find someone's journal and they would talk about how, you know, Jupiter had blessed them and they had seen this God in the sky. It's like, well, what if the gods were actually alive like that? What if they did like multiple gods like this? So, you know, a polytheistic world. Uh, where you know the gods do show up and all of these different kind of things happen and you have this empire. So I'm just running it with it like this. And then Kate will be like, what are you doing over there? <laughs> you're sitting while the TV's on. just looks like you're deep in thought. I was like, if I told you, she's like, I'll love you. Don't worry about it. But I can just tell like she's looking at me with like all these crazy thoughts I'm having. Is, all right, this guy's going nuts. Uh, just dive into it. Yeah. Just now, dive into it. We're also starting to like replan the um yeah the vow renewal since we've already gotten married wedding 2.0 yeah yeah we're looking at doing all that so now we're like okay we got to reach out to all the groomsmen and the bridesmaids make sure that's all going um obviously you know for listeners out there you guys know about uh netzer's passing which Mm -hmm. uh i don't know if i'm ready to talk about that to be honest but um we we're considering it by, by the time you put this out, I've already asked her, I was going to ask Sarah Netzer Ooh. if she would do it. So we'll see. Uh, that's one thing that I'm kind of looking forward to in the next few days is just reaching out to her and talking to her for the first time in a long time, uh, catching up and saying, Hey, no pressure. Cause if she can't, she can't, she's got two kids. She's got to be there for them. And we would say, you know, it's in September, School would be in, so we understand if you can't make it. Um, but it's one of those things where we want to see if we can get her to do it. Our backup plan, we have two. Okay. And we know the first one is in. It's my niece, Ryan. Okay. <laughs> we She's 17, and we asked her yesterday. Okay. We said, hey, so would you want to do like this as the officiant? Because we don't need a real officiant. No. Because we're already married. So yeah. it could be anyone. Mm-hmm. And she said, Oh my God, yes, it's on my bucket list. <laughs> you are 17 and you have a bucket list. She's like, Oh yeah, totally. I'm like, Well, what's on it? She goes, I haven't written it down, but it's on there. It's interesting that that's on the bucket list. That kid has so many interesting things. Okay. Like, awesome. I think it was two years ago we were uh, we were shopping for Christmas decorations mm-hmm. and she found the wreaths. And she was like, oh, my God, I love this wreath. And she put it over her shoulders. <laughs> and she said, one day when I get married, we're not going to have wedding rings. We'll have Christmas wreaths instead that we'll put over ourselves. And I can't wait to get married on Christmas Eve. And it'll be snowing in Hawaii. <laughs> like, yeah, okay, all right. All right. All right. You can dream. You can I'm dream. pretty sure it's never snowed in Hawaii ever. Yeah, Google that's... it. And maybe it has. But come on. it's it sounds like doomsday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So... <laughs> Uh, I was like, okay, that's cool. That's her. That's just how her brain works. And it's, I love it. I never want that to change. She's very unique. That sounds amazing. Yeah. So <laughs> she's our backup plan, mm-hmm. which it sounds like, all right, that's, you know, she'll do it. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
That's and awesome. We've also considered you, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yeah. It's like I have somehow nine guys that would be groomsmen at something like that <laughs> because so many guys have said, oh, I can't do it, and then they can, and mm-hmm. it's just all kinds of madness. So we're trying to figure that out. I'm happy to be plan C. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if, yeah, if my 17-year-old niece decides it's not on her bucket list anymore, <laughs> we might be turning to you. Yeah, so That's fine. We also are trying to figure out if we can do the honeymoon that we want. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because we can't do the cruise. We're, we just don't feel comfortable doing a cruise right now. Right. Um, I love cruises, folks. I'm not bashing them. I mean, we our first vacation together was a cruise, and we loved it. Um, we were going to do a honeymoon on a cruise. Obviously not happening. So instead... What we're trying to pay attention to is seeing how the rest of the world does with the vaccines. Mm-hmm. And we thought about, we found this, and Kate came up with the idea. It's brilliant. Um, about We wanted to go to Austria and Germany for the uh, Christmas markets. Okay. And Vienna is one that we would love to see. Mm-hmm. This, we found this tour that goes to Vienna, Salzburg, Innsbruck, and Munich. Okay. I'm like, that sounds incredible. And there's like stops like at Neuschwanstein Castle, uh, which is the castle that inspired uh, uh, the Disney castle. Okay. Um, or if you've seen Game of Thrones, the Eerie. Uh, it's that one as well. All right. The mountaintop castle. Uh, it's gorgeous. Um, so we want to do that. But from what I've seen, I thought Germany wasn't doing too well with the vaccine uh, distribution, I should say. Uh, it, it's just tough. We, we can't really tell with international travel how that would work. So it's it's something that we want to try to do because mm-hmm. we feel like we won't be able to travel internationally possibly for a while uh after this coming year because we're thinking about maybe having a kid Ooh, yeah wow yeah that's a big step i mean i'm 36 so that's i think true. kate is she's she keeps on bringing up how old i am <laughs> <laughs> so just be like i mean you're getting older and you're gonna slow down like, i have more energy than you girl but all right <laughs> all right Oh, that's really funny. Yeah, so we're we're thinking that oh. might be happening. And so it's like oh, we can't travel internationally at that point. So yeah, until the kid's older. Yeah, exactly. So. Or out of the house. Hopefully, older. <laughs> it's like you're gonna stay with grandma and grandpa for a bit. You know, I'm gonna get with mommy in in Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> Deuces. <laughs> yep. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. I definitely through this weightlifting working out thing, I realized how old and broken I really am. Yeah. And part of this is hockey. I I've realized all of the damage I've done to my body playing hockey. Mm. And it I just have to realize and remember I'm 36. No longer 28 or 29 or right. even 30. I'm 36. I mean, you see what professional athletes do. When they get older, they do so much more work on their body. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Tom Brady. I'm not the biggest football fan, but I respect Tom Brady. That guy's in his 40s, and the amount of prep work he does before a season, before a game, before a practice, mm-hmm. in order to just maintain is nuts. We don't have those no. kind of facilities. Or the nutrition or the... Genetics, you know, <laughs> genetics. We don't have any of that. No. So it's like, God bless them to be able to do all of that. I'm, I am amazed by pro athletes. The older I get, yeah, for for sure. Like I, when I was younger, I just looked at them as superheroes. Now I look at them and go, no, that's a man or woman, because there's a lot of women female athletes out there that I really admire as well. Mm-hmm. But that's an athlete that can somehow maintain this after developing a skill 
Yes, they have some natural ability, but they've worked that hard to maintain it. That's insane to me. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. And in reference to hockey, if you're, I don't know, thirty north of 35, you're getting surgery every offseason. Oh, God, yeah. Like, Steen's career ended because he just couldn't come back from another one. Right. Which is just sad. So, um, yeah, totally. Let's go Blues. <laughs> Let's go Blues. So, I, I'm kind of running into that where uh, my hip is broken, my knees are bad, mm. and I'm just realizing that for the first time in my life of how old I am and slowing down instead of, you know, that off button where it says, no, my body literally can't do this. Yep. I don't have that. And so I just push myself until I break myself. Oh. So I have to realize, no, no, I'm an old man (laughs) and I need to be smart about this. That's interesting. You don't have that button. I don't. I would have thought you would have been a person where it's like, oh, I can't do that. I'm good. But you just go like, no, I can deadlift this boulder. Let's Mm -hmm. continue. Yep. And I like I have to watch myself because I have thrown out multiple times after doing rigorous exercises. You ever worry about pooping your pants or something like that? No. You should. No. I think that can happen. It can. You just poop beforehand, or oh, you can do that. Yeah. I don't get to pick. It just <laughs> it picks when it happens. It picks when it happens, but like I don't know. I I just I never have to poop when I lift. I think I have to poop too often. <laughs> That's the problem with me. Maybe. No, it's it's a fact. Is it? Yeah, because I take Metamucil every day. And that's probably, your, yeah. I don't know if that's a good thing. Is why? it? Why would that be a bad thing? Uh, is it a good thing? I, I, it's I fiber. Well, that's probably why you're pooping a lot. Which is good. Well, if I don't, then I might not poop every day. You don't have to poop every day. Oh, I like pooping every day. <laughs> it, it, it It's your body's natural, you know? Then I just feel like. Okay, so you've had surgeries, right? No, I've never had a surgery. I've never broken a bone. Well, this conversation's over, so on to the next thing. <laughs> no, I, like you've had like some sort of like pain medication uh, or not... a- antibiotic. Mm-hmm. Good God, has anything happened to you? Now? I've had a concussion. Well, okay, you don't. Have to... So if you take like an antibiotic, it just like clogs you up. Oh yeah, I have heard that. Yeah. Oh God, I've heard that. My God, you. Okay, so if. <laughs> We lived in the 1500s. You would have lived and I would have died for sure because I've gotten Probably. sick so many times. But your your body's like, no, continue on. I, the only thing I deal with is allergies. I've never had like the flu. Um, I've never like been really sick with anything. I didn't even have the chicken pox. You would have survived. I, I had the vaccination when I was 15 because after that point you could like die from it. Oh. Yeah. If you like have, if you never have the chicken pox and you get to a certain age, it can kill you. Smallpox, is that what it becomes? I don't know. I'm going to say, I'm sure someone out there is like, no, you idiot. It's not smallpox, but I'm going to tell everyone it's smallpox. Yes. Okay. That's what it killed. But now just thinking about that, you would have survived in like an olden time. And if you had allergies, people, you would have just been like, oh, tis just another day. Continue on. (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. I would have died really early. Oh, man. My parents would have been sad. Uh, well, they would have had 15 other kids, so, you know. With the way my parents had kids, yeah, that would have been too many, for sure. Mm. So, But then again, so many kids died back then. Oh. Well, well, that's why they had all the, the big families, because half you know, of them would die. You know what's crazy to think about, too? Like, in biblical times, mm-hmm. the reason why there was no, like, re- there was some sex out of marriage, but the, the reason why there wasn't that much before marriage, I should say, was because they were getting married at, like, a girl would be 13 and a boy would be like 16 or 20 something. Yeah. Like, Oh, throw them together. Mm-hmm. Time for them to get married. Mm-hmm. 
just like, oh yeah, they can't have sex before marriage because the hormones have kicked in, but they're married at that point. That's true. Holy cow. Well, and a lot of that, it sounds pedophile-ish now, but a lot of that, you were an adult by the time you were 14. Oh, yeah. I mean, because you saw so much. No, you were dying at the age of 30. Yeah. (laughs) You could be a grandparent by like 28. Uh Uh-huh. And be at the end of your life. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we're 36 now. Uh Uh-huh. We would have been elders. Uh Uh-huh. (laughs) <laughs> <There's no. laughs> that's so stupid <laughs> i'm laughing not at them but at how stupid i am that i could be considered an elder but i'm not even a parent now yeah other than to two cats which is a bad sentence to put out there but no. i'm gonna put it out there that's something i still think you should get a cat uh we did cat sit uh for a couple weeks it's all, dude aren't cats the best i i grew up with cats I love great cats. it just destroys my allergies Okay, so man, Dad, gum it. I know, Dad, gum it. I know. Get an air purifier. We have one of those. Well, there's hypoallergenic cats that they can get. There you go. You get a hairless cat. Yeah, I I kind of want to start dating before I become the crazy cat guy. I started with a cat, and it led to led to my wife. Well, because my cat accepted her. Ooh, okay. So there was times where, so my cat Selena was pretty attached to me early on. Mm-hmm. And like if I brought a girl home, it was great to see those interactions because if Selena didn't like the girl, we'd figure it out. I'd figure it out pretty quick. <laughs> there was one time where I'm sitting on the couch watching a movie with this girl and Selena hops on the coffee table and just stares at her. <laughs> and just she's just looking at not breaking eye contact. She's not looking at me. She's looking at the girl. Mm-hmm. And the, this, she was a very sweet girl. She just goes, I don't think your cat likes me. <laughs> And I'm trying to be nice, like, oh, no, it's fine. It's fine. In my head, it's like, this is over. <laughs> this was a nice date, but this is over. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, you know. But with Kate, she came over. Kate sat on the floor with her, and Selena's like, oh, this human will do. This is just fine. <laughs> I've accepted this. Exactly. That's how cats are, though. It's true. They are. They're, they're, dogs they're... can just accept, unless they're an aggressive breed, dogs are pretty much going to be like, hmm. Okay, yes. I mean, if you have food. Oh, God. 100%. Yep. I mean, cats are more introverted. They are. And that's why I like cats more than dogs, because I'm a fellow introvert, and I relate to I'm, a cat. I'm going to find you a cat. <laughs> and also, it helps you take care of something that's not you. It, I have roommates for that. So you take care of them? Uh, you'd be surprised. <laughs> it's like being a dad. Curtis! <laughs> no. No? Okay, never mind. <laughs> We're going to talk to him about it, but I guess not now. No. All right. But yeah, that's. I guess that's what's going on with me. <laughs> we have all that update stuff done. Oh, uh, that's funny. What are you excited about next week, though? Uh, what, next... com- what's coming up that you're... Not that be next week, but coming up. I, don't, I have really nothing coming up, per se. Uh, nothing... You know, I wanted to go to Atlanta. I wanted to go to Dallas to see Alf. Hmm. Uh, what, what's in Atlanta? A friend. Oh. What would you do in Atlanta? I don't know. Go see them and say hi. That's about it. Yeah, there's nothing you want to see in Atlanta? No. No? No. Zombie apocalypse? Isn't it zombie stuff? Uh, Walking Dead's filmed in Georgia. Yeah, isn't that the same thing? Uh, You know, Walking Dead lost me after a while. And I read the comics, and I loved it, but... I stopped we- uh, wheezing. I stopped wheezing. <laughs> Good. That's probably <laughs> allergies if you're wheezing. <laughs> Watching when uh, basically Negan came into play, and I just got bored. Negan's a good character. Um... I think Glenn was one of the heart and souls of the show. Yeah. And 
everyone loves Steven Yoon. How can you not? He's right. just such a good actor. Academy Award nominated. Fantastic. Seems like a fantastic guy as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and and just a good dude. So it's like when he was taken out, I think everyone just kind of... It, I remember reading that comic uh, on the train in Chicago on my way home. And you're reading something like that and you're like, they're going to get out of it. It's not going to happen. Oh my God, Glenn is dead yeah. in a terrible way. Mm-hmm. So when the show was went when it went down the way it did, it was kind of like, ugh, I don't really want to relive this. Why am I doing this to myself? <laughs> See, so, I didn't read the comic book, and I, I just lost interest. Yeah. after that, it really. took you out. Yeah, it took me out. Yeah, it makes sense. Like a baseball butt to the head. Like a baseball butt to the head. Yes, I heard baseball butt to the head. <laughs> I'm gonna listen back when this comes out and hear <laughs> if it's baseball bat or baseball butt. Mm-hmm. But now I'm just thinking of a dude in some like white baseball pants with his butt, just thrusting right into your head. Well, you know that'd make for an inter- more interesting show. I agree. <laughs> It'd be an amazing visual. It would be. Uh, so I don't have anything immediately that I'm looking forward to. I This is going to sound ridiculous, but I am looking forward to all of this overtime and making a ton of money. So Okay. So if you had, with all that extra money mm-hmm. that you're going to make, mm-hmm. if you could go anywhere in the United States, where would you go and why? Uh, I've been wanting to do the Route 66 trip from St. Louis to LA. Okay. Which is like a 28-hour drive uh, through like, you know, New Mexico, Arizona, basically the desert in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, and it's just a cruise and to be with my car. You, you take the, the uh, Mustang out there? Oh, yeah. Huh. Oh, yeah. You put all those miles on it. Dude, my car has 115,000 miles on it. Really? I didn't know it had I'd that much. drive that car all the time. Well, it's it's a beautiful car. Well, cars are meant to be driven. And shut up. Right? Shut up. And I can't stand these people that buy these expensive cars and they sit in the garage and they don't do anything with them. It's like why why have that car then? It's meant to be experienced. I agree. If I had something like the Batmobile, I'd well, drive it everywhere. I was gonna say that would be the car that I'd sit in the garage. No. It's so impractical. I don't care. Unless it's the nineteen sixty six Batman. That one's Batmobile. pretty. That one's got a lot of trunk space. It looks like it looks like they could just open up the back of it. Well, it was basically just a car with. I would drive it to the grocery store. Like the Burton Batman vehicle. Any one of them. The Tumbler one would be hard. The the Nolan one. It would be tough, but it looks like it fits. It, I would have to park in the back of like Beerbergs, <laughs> you know, like way in the back with the Corvettes and the. Yeah, car. that's fine, and I'm sure people would see and be like, "It's totally cool. It's the freaking Tumbler. That's fine." But I would take any one of them. I, I, you know what? I surprisingly liked the Batmobile from Batman Forever. That one looked pretty cool. It had like the glowing uh, yep. part to it. Yep. That was pretty cool. I mean, Joel Schumacher, rest in peace, Joel Schumacher. But He's dead? Yeah, pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's dead. I don't know. Google it. Yep, yep. But I'll just keep talking about that. Joel Schumacher could come up with some amazing visuals for those movies the stories were always very stupid batman uh, not batman returns uh batman forever and batman and robin were terrible stories but visually some incredible things happened in there it's true he died june 22nd of last year that's what i thought okay i was pretty sure but i sometimes think people are dead (laughs) i used to i thought the teacher from boy meets world died i don't even know who that is but sure you ever seen boy meets world no what happened? I don't know. When was it? 
Boy Meets World? Yeah, what years? I it was like in the night like nineties. I'll say ninety six. Now I'll say ninety. Yeah, I'll say ninety five to like two thousand. Okay. Um, let me let me Google that one too. <laughs> uh, I was a very weird child where I watched like wrestling and then like the old TV shows at Nick at night. Okay. So like the Dick Van Dykes, the I Love Lucy. Basically, I was Wanda and WandaVision. If you watched that, I haven't watched it yet. I've heard great things. Uh, so I watched all of those old TV shows, and that was basically and car shows. That was my childhood. Was well, I, wrestling, car shows, and then old TV. Well, first of all, you missed an episode then with <laughs> Vader against Jake the Snake Roberts, which okay. is a very lovely episode. <laughs> um, also, you didn't get to experience like having a crush on Topanga. No. Oh, Topanga was like, every kid thought she was just every guy just thought she was beautiful because she, you know, she still is. Daniel Fishel is beautiful, but the show is from '93 to 2000. Yeah, it just missed my childhood. Just missed. It's I mean, it's a pretty good show. Kate's rewatching it, so every <laughs> now and then I will like look up and be like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I remember this episode from back in the day. So. That's funny. Yeah, I didn't watch any of those like '90s kid shows. I was maybe cartoons, but yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I. I was kind of a weird kid too. I just watched a ton of ESPN. Mm. I, mean, I was watching pro wrestling, like as, yep. like any. Obviously, you could tell I love it. So I was watching that. Um, my dad had a rule though that there was we were not allowed to watch more than one hour of TV. Mm. But what's funny is he was totally breaking that rule himself. So <laughs> like we like my sisters and I were like so confused like. Look at him watching his second episode of Star Trek over there. Get out of here, man. So Next Gen. I did watch Next Gen. Star Trek Next Generation. I didn't watch those either. Huh. I didn't watch those until after I was divorced. Oh. Yeah. Do you ever watch Deep Space Nine? Nope. Star Trek Deep Space Nine is pretty good sci-fi. I watched a couple episodes and I was just like, not for me. uh, So I like that. I think I didn't pick up on it until I was older, but the allegory of it of like a space station where all of these different um, like races of, of species of, of aliens and people coming through uh, and they, ha- they have to coexist. Mm-hmm. It's, I think a really fun allegory for someone like me who is all about kind of who didn't know how much he wanted coexistence, but it was just ingrained in me somehow. It's why I love X-Men. X-Men is still my favorite Marvel, even though the movies I know are not the best uh, X one and X two are good. X one and X two. I did also like the first first class one. I think that, uh, uh, the first one with um, Days of Future Past. Not Days of Future Past. It's the one that one's that? okay, but the one before that, where it's the first one with Fossenbender as Magneto. He is fantastic as Magneto. I forget the name of that one. And, uh, James McAvoy too is a, is a good Charles Xavier. It's a little different, but it's good as well. Yeah, I agree. The one where he becomes paralyzed? Yeah, I didn't really like how they kind of had him become paralyzed. It's like he's this omniscient being almost, but he takes a bullet in the back and he's done. It's like, all right, you know, he just mm-hmm. stopped the Cuban Missile Crisis, but uh, yeah, a little little BB coming to the back, he's done. Yeah. It wasn't a BB, it was a bullet, but still. It happens. Yeah, sadly. <laughs> Apparently it happens. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. so yeah, that's... Um, I don't know how I got there, but check out Deep Space Nine, folks. It's real good. Uh, I don't even know how we got there. I was talking about what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, well, and I think, honestly, man, I think you would enjoy a, a road trip. 
I love lo- ro- woe chips. Woe twists. I can't talk today. Road trips. I go on. Uh, so part of this working out thing is on my off days where I'm not working out. Uh, if it's not raining, I take a road trip. Nice. And I go see something beautiful. Apparently, there's like 20-something natural springs in Missouri. Oh. And they're astonishingly beautiful. Hmm. Like, just breathtakingly beautiful. Have you been to a cliff cave yet? No. I mean, it's not like the biggest um, hiking trail out there. Mm-hmm. But it's nice because it leads to a really cool view of uh, the Mississippi River. Okay. There's also, like, some caves back there that you can kind of look at a little bit. You can't go too deep back there. Right. Um but Cliff Cave is a place Kate and I used to go to at our uh, condo in South County. Okay. And it's, I think it's a pretty fun little hiking trail. Nice. I'll have to check that out. Definitely I've, check that out. I've also been looking at historical mills. Hmm. Yeah. You can buy one? No. Why not? Uh, I don't I, I don't have any money. You're investing like crazy, apparently. No, I'm not. I've invested $150. Thank you very much. Uh, that's $150. That could turn into something soon, right? I have doubled my money already. Look at that. Yeah, with Deutschcoin. 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 Okay, so is that like the German Bitcoin? No. It it's is called Deutsch. From the dog, the meme. Uh, you don't know that meme? 36, man. Getting super uh, come old. Come on, come on. Reddit. Oh, dude, Reddit's so untrustworthy. Like, I go on Reddit, but I just, every time I see stuff on there, I'm like, I'm rolling my eyes. I know. I love it so much. Uh, Yeah, it's a meme, and it's literally uh, making fun of Bitcoin as the way it started. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. And, um, oh, that one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, it basically started like, look how stupid this whole trend is and look how moronic people are being about cryptocurrency. So we're going to make our own and blah, blah, blah. And now it's turned into like a full fledged meme where people are actually making significant money off of it now. That's ridiculous. It's just similar to the GameStop stuff. Okay. Yeah. I remember that. And so I bought in when it was like, uh, 25 cents and I put $150 in. Now it's up to like 70 cents. So I've doubled my money. How, okay, so besides Bitcoin, there's a lot of cryptocurrency out there. Are those things? How many of those just fall by the wayside? So, uh, not very many of them. Hmm, okay. Uh, there's this whole online thing, and I'm not a genius by any stretch of the means. Where a lot of the nerds uh, think that cryptocurrency is going to become the actual currency. Like, because the U.S. dollar keeps inflating and whatnot, and it's going to go by the wayside, apparently, or the euro. So cryptocurrency, because you can trade it anywhere and there's no exchange rates. It's just fake money, just like our real money is yeah. fake. Yeah. Like, I don't carry whatever amount I have in my bank account. It's in the bank, and I look at my computer, and it says this is how much I have. So it's basically cryptocurrency. Hmm. So that's what these people are saying. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. But the thing is, like Bitcoin, there's only so much in circulation. There's like, I, I want to say 150 million or something. I don't know. I'm making that number up. But one Bitcoin is worth $57,000. Okay. But here's the thing. We're using dollars to help inflate the Bitcoin, right? Like it's propping up Bitcoin. Well, it's not only U.S. dollars. It's yeah, world uh, I'm sorry. economy. We're using... Fiscal, currency, fiscal yep. currency that we've all grown up with that is established and backed by governments mm-hmm. to prop it up. Yep. Hmm. It's it's weird. 
I'm not really into it, but I was like, you know, I'll just put uh, $150 in this, and if I become a millionaire because of it, why not? Uh, folks, <laughs> I'm still I'm still gunning for the Powerball. That's where I'm hoping <laughs> my money comes from. Uh, his way's better, that's for sure. But if I get $356 million, I'm going overseas. Okay. Or well, you know, what? okay. To follow, it's like to say what you said, you would go on a road trip out west. I'd probably go east. I would like to go. So I've been on this kick where I've been reading a whole lot on. Well, not a whole lot. I'm reading a book, so that's a whole <laughs> lot, folks. Uh, I'm reading this book on how George Washington. Um, He's uh, my man. I love him. You love George Washington. He's your man. Yeah, I wrote. If he my- can't do it. No one can. Uh, I wrote my uh, when I got my second bachelor's. My thesis was on George Washington. I, you know, I'm starting. Uh, let me come back to this. Uh, it's called uh, Washington's Last Battle, and it's just about how he just established, wanted to establish this capital, and that's kind of how Washington D.C. came about, and all mm-hmm. that interesting stuff. I'm starting to think that some of our founding fathers were not as Christian as uh, they as weren't they at all. Uh, they, yeah, like deisty. They even, were all- even like Lincoln. Did- they were all deist. Yeah, pretty much. Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't count Lincoln as a founding father. Uh, agreed. I'm just saying, up to Lincoln, you know, a, a lot of them they'd say they were Anglican or, or something along those lines. Uh, they were 100 percent deists. In fact, some of the, I'm going to be a nerd because I have my history. I dig it. Um, a lot of them even made fun of Christians. Yeah, Washington uh, would go to church on Sundays, and when communion or the whole Jesus thing came up, he'd leave. Yeah, and like Jefferson didn't believe that Christ uh, didn't believe Christ as deity. No, he actually ripped out all the miracles in the Bible. Yeah, yeah, he didn't believe in any of that. There's others that were like that as well. well most of them were. Yeah, and I always find that interesting when people talk about the founding fathers in religion. I always want to go like, eh, that's you, not true at all. Uh, you might have made a mistake there. Absolutely. I mean, they say in God we trust because they believe and. I don't know, a deity that controls things, but right. that's about all of it. It was very influenced by, like, you know, French philosophy at that point. A so. little bit, yeah. So, yeah, I I absolutely love George Washington, and I think mm. he's gotten a bad rap uh, in later history or postmodern history. Because of, you know, he owned slaves. That was uh, yeah. part of it. And the pendulum kind of swings in history. Like, if you read early Washington stuff, like, right after he died, like, in the 1800s and stuff, they're basically calling him Christ, like, worshiping this guy as some deity. Right. And that he was above everybody else. And a lot of that is fascinating to read into because he was a crazy, crazy man who did a lot of ridiculous stuff. Yeah. Uh, that is absolutely 100% factual. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now the pendulum's kind of swinging. Oh, he's not that great. He didn't do all this stuff. And it's like, there's a median there. Yeah, he owned slaves. He was kind of a douchey guy. But he also did very heroic things for a country. And he did things in a way, like, he got a bad rap with his presidency. Yeah, because he just kind of, he didn't like parties. He didn't want to take sides sometimes. Didn't want people to argue over something. Because he knew uh, they wanted him to be emperor. Right, and he was not about that. He wasn't about that at all. It's like, why did we fight for this country if you just want me to just rule over everything? Come on, stop being an idiot. And he also knew that he had such a swag to him. Dude, dude. he was huge for like that time frame. Yeah. Uh, he he was built like Dave Batista of that time. Folks. He really was. I want George Washington's pocket. <laughs> 
And he was like the most famous person in the United States. And he yeah. knew that. Yeah. And he used that to his advantage. But he also knew when I become president, I have to make sure that Dude. people don't worship me. He was like the rock. He was. Oh, my gosh. He was. I think the rock should run for president. I mean, they were handing him babies thinking he would heal them like Christ did. Oh, they did. <laughs> I, I'm dead serious. I believe you. It's just one of those things where I'm just like, oh, that's it. By the way, I think this episode should be called George Washington's Body. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> Um, yeah, I know a lot about George Washington. That's interesting. I do think it's, he, I think was a very good president overall. Yeah. I think it was wrong with what he would do with slaves. You know, when they were in Philadelphia, he would cycle them out and all of that. That was wrong. Um, I do think it's funny though, that he didn't want arguing, but he kept Jefferson and Hamilton in his cabinet. Oh yeah. And those two dudes were not like ever going to agree on a single thing probably well he so, knew that they were the best at his at yeah, their jobs too i get that but it's like you got to accept then that there's going to be some arguing georgie right uh, and that was the brilliance of george washington and a lot of people say he wasn't a great leader and i think he was one of the greatest leaders because he could see identify people and be like you're good at this so i'm going to make you in charge of that it's kind of like you understand someone you can delegate some things you don't have to do each thing because if you try to do everything it won't work out lincoln was good at that too i mean he was pretty smart with the guys he brought into his cabinet and they didn't all get along no yeah yeah i'm a huge proponent of george washington i think he's better than lincoln oh man yeah fight me on that i'm not gonna fight you (laughs) i'm not gonna agree with you but i think i think washington was a really good one uh i i i'm i don't know lincoln to me kind of getting through the civil war Navigating then at a country that was a lot bigger, a lot bigger population, mm-hmm. and it was the biggest crisis of that point. Now, granted, Washington led them through the like the birthing of the country, so that's pretty tough. So, oh, they're both they're both pretty great presidents. I think that they both are going to go through hit pieces nowadays for sure, because you know for sure. we find that Lincoln had said, "I'd keep the Union together if it meant to kept slavery going." So, you know he had his flaws as well i mean he only wanted to abolish not really even abolish slavery but he wanted it it was more of an economic reason rather than a racist reason like he was a dirty racist he just wanted to free the slaves so they would tax them yeah that was was part of it (laughs) and there's uh, you know who my favorite president has been that i've been reading about for the past year or two is teddy roosevelt roosevelt was a teddy's pretty cool uh teddy's pretty cool yeah so um that was one that I've just kind of always enjoyed. Anyways, back to what I was saying. <laughs> uh, I wanted to. Vi- I would love to go like through the Northeast because we went when I was younger. Mm-hmm. But I would love to check out like Yorktown. Um, I'd love to go back to Gettysburg. Mm. Um, I would also love to go through like the Smithsonian Institute and see all of the monuments that we checked out when I was younger. So a lot of those like historical Valley Forge. I would love to go back there. Um, all of those things I would like to do again, just because when I was younger, it's faded. I remember, excuse me, going to a Gettysburg as a kid mm-hmm. and kind of looking out where Pickett's Charge took place and not getting it because I was Bored. five. No, I, I liked, <laughs> I, I loved history, but I was five. So I didn't understand the importance of the Battle of Gettysburg. In my head, I just thought, oh, some guys came charging this way and these guys over here repelled them. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen a dead body yet, but okay, I'm <laughs> five. But now I'm older, and so now I can definitely appreciate, like, wow, this incredible moment in history took place right here. Yep. Um, so th- that I'd love to do something like that. But that's just being a history 
uh, nerd, nerd as well. Oh, yes. God, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, a couple of years ago, I went to Philadelphia and mm. uh, Independence Hall and did that whole thing. And That's cool. And I went cool. to um, Washington's Crossing where he crossed the Delaware and all that stuff. That's so. cool. I heard yeah. that, I could be wrong on this, maybe I'm making it up, but I hear the people there still do the crossing like on every Christmas. Yep. And it's like a big deal to be George Washington. Mm-hmm. That to me is hysterical because it's on Christmas. Yep. My, one of my favorite memes that I've seen out there is, uh, you know, about how crazy Americans are. It's like, we will literally kill you at night on Christmas. <laughs> Not even kidding. We've done this before. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. That's a fact. Yeah. I, uh, when I went there uh, a couple years ago, I went to the like museum thing hmm. and I was literally the only one there. <laughs> <laughs> and the, that's sad well it was like cold and kind of misty rainy it's the perfect time to go to a museum yeah because i was by myself and i literally got a personal tour wow that's sad was, i find what? that sad because we don't even like want to see music maybe probably fewer people are going to museums now but I maybe oh I mean, it was cold. It was, I, I kind of get it, but I also loved it because I was just by myself. That's perfect for you. The mistake I made, though, was I, because I have my history degree, and I'm going to say that more times to give myself credibility, I read Washington's Crossing by David Hacker Fisher. And all of the stuff that they were talking about on this tour was lifted from that book. And I, I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you're I'm not like, getting anything. Not getting anything. I'm like, oh, yeah, I can do this tour for you. You should <laughs> literally try to say, hey, so I've read that book. Can I totally try to do this, like the entire spiel to you? <laughs> he probably would have been pissed, but I'm just saying it would it have was been a the she. Time. She probably would have been like, excuse me, I'm getting paid. No. <laughs> So it was kind of a fun she thing. She probably would have been like, you're mansplaining. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, it was a fun trip. It was a lot of alcohol, cool. cheesesteaks, and history. So, well, okay. So I've been, we went to Philadelphia when I was younger as well. Mm-hmm. I don't really want to go back to Philly. It just has such a reputation for being broy and douchey that I'm like, hard pass. See, I stayed in Old Town, Philadelphia. And that's all right? Uh, it was fine for me. Uh, because I stayed in one of the worst dumpster fire hotels ever. Mm. It was supposedly the oldest hotel in Philadelphia, like a 200-something years old, and hasn't been updated since then, basically. Uh, Like, the bed was an old wooden frame bed that you would find at, like, your old aunt's house Hmm. that was basically plywood. (laughs) Really uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, The shower was literally a closet. Uh, the TV stood on like a desk and I don't even think had cable. It was <laughs> awful. But the glorious thing about it is literally uh, you walk out the door and there's Independence Hall. That's pretty cool. So I was literally staying like a block away from Independence Hall and I pretty much just parked my car in the parking garage and just walked everywhere. Hmm. See, I would I would be interested to check that out because I'm pretty sure we went to Independence Hall as a kid. Mm-hmm. But I was so young. I can I, I We went up in the Twin Towers when I was... A little kid uh, can't redo that, but you know, um, yeah. we we did do that. We went into the Statue of Liberty as well. Um, I there was oh I, <laughs> so we did go into the White House Ooh. when I was a kid. We were allowed to do that. Uh-huh. I was five or six. Mm-hmm. I I mean five or six year old boy walking through there. Imagine just imagine the things five or six year old boys do. At that age, yeah. they're touching stuff. They're running all over the place. I didn't run all over the place, 
but I definitely bumped something <laughs> that had a vase on it, Oops. and it, it didn't fall over. It just went and it stayed there, and I froze. I looked up at the security guard who was right by, and his eyes were bigger than mine, and I was like, I'm so sorry. He's like, just keep going. Like He just was not. He's like, I want to shoot this little kid right now. This little blonde-haired Aryan kid. Pop one in him. But dead gum. That was scary. I was a little kid. Uh, my parents took me on a few things. I went to Disney World in Florida. Same thing, man. Same thing as DC, buddy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. A lot of history there. Yeah. A lot of culture. Tons. tons. I remember. presidents, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they would take me to stupid things like that. Like we went to Branson a whole lot. Okay, I'm not doing. I, I'm uh, not going to say never. I don't want to do Branson with my family. Uh, no, it's awful. Yeah, I, I called, mean, I've called it Pentecostal Disney World. It is. Yeah, it's as it, if if Ned Flanders ran Disney World. Oof. Yeah, that's a good that's a good dig. But yeah, I, I have no interest in that Disney World though. I would. I would like to take my kids to Disney World one day. I mean, you have to at least one time go to Disney World or I've Disneyland. Nev- I've never been. You've never been? No. Mm. Well, it was kind of tough because I was the youngest of five. Mm. And I'm sure my parents were like, no. No. no that's too much, no, no. man. <laughs> yeah. And we went to Mesa Verde in Colorado, mm. uh, which was, I would I would like to go back to that, even though it would terrify me today. Because I remember being little, and how, do you know what Mesa Verde is? No, nah, man. It's the qua- Quave. God, <laughs> I suck at speaking. The cave-dwelling uh, Native Americans that lived on cliff sides. Oh, okay. Yeah, and uh, how you get there is literally climbing a ladder on a cliff. Whoa. Like a straight-up wooden ladder up a cliff. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. You think they'd get a forklift or something after a while. Uh, or an elevator. Like <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it was terrifying. I remember being scared to death. I'd probably still be that way. Yeah. Because uh, it's literally on a mountainside. Uh, I remember doing that as a kid, a family reunion in New Mexico, and being in Branson a lot. That's all my parents did. Hard pass on Branson. Yeah, I'm, I would like to go to the lakes around there and stay and hang out, but not Branson. No, it's it's not my cup of tea for a vacation. Um, you know, to each their own. That's like a Saturday. Like go early in the morning, go not even that. like see one of the exhibits and then drive home. That's not even it. that for me because I would much rather take my kids a somewhere in nature. Like, okay. The lake might be okay. If there wasn't a whole bunch of drunk frat bros, Bruh. then I'd be, you know, I'd be more inclined to go if it wasn't like that, but I'd rather go somewhere in nature that my kids can kind of appreciate something with some sort of historical, um, relevance something that they might be really interested in. Like my dad decided at some point that he wanted to take me to Yankee stadium, Hmm. the original Yankee stadium. So this was, you know, I think this was 92, 91, 92, something like that. Mm -hmm. And there was a, a guy's trip with our church at the time. And he took me to the original Yankee stadium, the house that Ruth built. Yep. And I was old enough at that point to appreciate that. Like That's I, awesome. And I've always loved baseball. My grandpa played semi-pro barnstorming baseball um, before World War II. So, you know, it's just ingrained in us to love the game. And I just remember looking out into this beautiful, mm. I mean, it, it should be a national park. It, sadly, it's, of course, been taken down. Right. But just feeling like, wow, Babe Ruth played here and Mickey Mantle. Joe DiMaggio, Lou Gehrig, you just go through all of these legends and, mm-hmm. and it's historically relevant like that too. I think it's the, I think it's a very important part of American history. Uh, 
But of course, it's gone. <laughs> I mean, I felt the same way about Bush Stadium, the original Bush Stadium. Um, I didn't. I don't feel quite as much of an attachment to that one because it was a cookie cutter one that Pittsburgh had the same kind of stadium, Cincinnati mm-hmm. did, Philadelphia. It was all the same thing. Although Bush was probably the best maintained, mm-hmm. it was made for football and baseball. Mm-hmm. Also, like Musial didn't really. He didn't play there. He played at the old Sportsman's Park. Yep. Uh, you know, Rogers Hornsby, uh, you know, Medwick and the Gas House Gang, they were all at Old Sportsman Park. So for me, when that one went down, I was kind of like, that's fine. We can that's take fine. that one out. And also the new stadium we have is such a baseball stadium. That's true. That's true. Uh, but Yankee Stadium, Wrigley, uh, although I hate hated going to games to Wrigley when I lived in Chicago, there's a lot of historical relevance there. You just have to look up because some piece of brick might fall on there. Just keep an eye out for it. Um, you know, Fenway, those are all, I think, should be made into uh, historic landmarks. Well, they'll probably never leave Fenway. Ever. Don't say it. Who would have thought they would have taken down Yankee Stadium? Yeah. Well, the Yankees did. Steinbrenner wanted to make more money. Yup. That is... Uh, I mean, I get it. Base, sports are business. Big business. I mean, you if you won the jackpot for, you know, the Powerball, you win, say, like, I think one they had was, like, over a billion that you could win. Yep. Fair amount of that's going to go into taxes. Yep. But even if you still win that, you could not buy an NFL team. Yep. Because those are, even the Buffalo Bills who are, like, or, yeah, I guess it's the Bills who might be the cheapest team. They're over a billion dollars yeah. to get one of those, and you can't afford that. Nope. Baseball teams, probably not. You might be able to get like the Tampa Bay Rays, <laughs> maybe. And they're a good team. It's just the ownership there in the stadium. It's just trash. Or the Astros. You know what? The Astros actually they make a fair amount of money. Mm-hmm. So it's a big market. You gotta like. It's just crazy to me how big business. It's true. I look for them to um, tear down the Keel Center eventually. Well, it was built soon. in the nineties, and they just and they just renovated it. They did. So I think it's got another twenty. Mm. I mean, if you go through all those, excuse me, renovations, and then to ask for a new stadium after that, they're going to be ticked off. Well, they're not going to do it for a while, uh, but I see it coming pretty soon. Why is that, Cronky? Uh, Cronky doesn't own them. I know. But because of that fiasco, oh, okay. the Blues will be like, mm, let's hold off for a while. But I bet there was conversations before they renovated it. We should just build a new stadium and the whole Cronky thing. Happened. It's going to be tough to do that. It's going to be real tough to do that. Yep. Because you got to find the right place for it. And mm-hmm. then also you've got to get the backing of the city. And they don't want to spend that money. Nope. So it'll be nope. tough. Oh, I don't know. They've been talking about that Major League Soccer thing. I mean, it's being built. Yeah. Part of it, though, is private. So it'd have to be in part private mm-hmm. as well, and I who knows if the Blues would want to do that. The new ownership seems cool. I really like the new Blues ownership. Same here. I mean, he's the St. Louis homeboy. Um, I think he is. I think he's from Minnesota originally. Really? Yeah. But he's lived in St. Louis for like five hundred years. Yes. Yes, he was here with <laughs> uh, uh, Marquette and uh, Dad Gummit. I can't remember the freaking I don't guys know. who. Explored it here. It's gonna bother me. Yeah, he came here with Marquette, <laughs> which probably was Chicago. Actually, whatever. Lewis and Clark, but that was you know, three hundred years now. Yeah, but he was there for that too because he's yeah. been here five hundred years. <laughs> it's true. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he was actually when uh, Jefferson bought it. 
the Louisiana Purchase, who was a part of that deal. He was, yeah. He signed it uh, himself. Yeah. Yep. He actually yeah. took it to Napoleon and be like, yo, <laughs> Napoleon, what's up, man? Sign this. Sign this. Yeah, and that was how it worked out. Yeah, and that's how St. Louis was birthed. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Obviously. Obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, sports. But that would that would be my road trip if I could do it. Okay. It'd be that. I do like going out east. I really want to explore the Appalachians more. Hmm. Like Chattanooga and the Smoky Mountains and the whole that whole area. Yeah. I would love to. I feel like you would like Niagara Falls. Um, possibly. I mean, so we went when that was another place. So, so we lived in Pennsylvania, like in between Philly and New York, mm-hmm. when I, between the ages of like three and seven for mm-hmm. me. So we got to see a fair amount of the Northeast and going okay. to Niagara Falls as a little kid, that will make your memory start working because okay. you're like, whoa, this is an incredible. You get to go underneath it too. They dug the tunnel in so you can kind of be into the fall itself. It's incredible. So nice. I would recommend Niagara Falls. Yeah, that might be on the list eventually. Hmm. Uh, I really want to road trip through Canada to Alaska. Oh, okay. That's somewhere on my list. Yeah, I'd go to. I'd love to see Banff. Banff. Yeah. Where's that at? It's in Alberta. Alberta. Dude, have you ever? Oh, you should look up pictures of Banff. B A N F F, Alberta. Okay. Gorgeous. Is it? It's almost as nice as my tracksuit that I'm wearing <laughs> right now. It's really gorgeous up there. Okay, all right. I know driving through the Rockies was astonishing. Okay. Sorry, I was just thinking Dumb and Dumber. Every yes. time that John Denver's full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> My wife's never seen Dumb and Dumber. What is wrong with her? I, I, I don't know what happened, but she just missed it. Okay. So we, we'll have to watch it at some point, but I'll quote it, and she'll be like, what is that? It's Dumb and Dumber. What do you mean you haven't... Dadgummit. I quote uh, Tommy Boy to the young people that I'm around, and they have no idea what I'm talking about. Oh, man. So I will say this about my wife. She gets my Monty Python references. Oh, good, good, so, good, good, good. I told her I'm hanging on. I'm sticking on Facebook for a little longer because when I turn 37, I want to say, I'm 37. I'm not old. <laughs> that's almost all that's keeping me on Facebook at this point. Well, you got to have your goals. That's my goal with Facebook, <laughs> just to post that and to see how many people... Because that's literally my favorite scene in the movie, where he's like, uh, old woman, man. <laughs> I'm 37. Yeah, he's, uh, you could have called me Dennis. I didn't know you were called Dennis. <laughs> you didn't bother to ask, now did you? I'm sorry about the old woman thing. That is my favorite scene in the entire movie, because it's just, it's classic John Cleese writing. I'm pretty sure it's John Cleese written. Uh, just this dichotomy of this peasant who doesn't give a crap that a king is talking to him. Could never have gotten away with it at that point. The king has to grovel a little bit and apologize to him. Some watery tart through a sword. Some, through a scimitar at me. They put me away. It's it's it, this it, it's total classism at its best. Oh yeah, uh, I love that movie. I haven't watched it in a while, but mm. I love that movie. So for my bachelor party while we were down in Houston. Uh, I got that bachelor party in just before COVID, which is incredible mm. to think back on. But we just sat and watched it, and mm. a couple of the groomsmen hadn't seen it. Or wow. no, just one of them hadn't, my friend Tyler. And he's like, what is happening? Like, he was just blown away. And then the ending, with just that <laughs> cut, uh-huh. he's like, that's the worst ending I've ever seen. And I was just laughing at his response. Oh, God, that movie's so great. It is. Well, and... 
it's funny because I didn't know. I, I guess I saw it when I was like in the fifth or sixth grade. My brother-in-law introduced me to it, and I I was just floored by it. I couldn't believe what I was watching. I watched it again and again and again, mm-hmm. and then I found out that they had their show, and I, I've just been obsessed with the Pythons ever since. They're just amazing. Uh, they're really hit or miss for me. Oh man, I love Holy Grail. And uh, and now for something completely different. Mm-hmm. Life of Brian didn't do it for me. Really, I haven't seen Meaning of Life yet. Meaning of Life is like sketches, kind of. Yeah. So and what was the other one they did? They did another one. Uh, I think that's pretty much it right there. Is it? Yeah. I mean, Spam a Lot, which is their Broadway musical. I went to that for my birthday. I really want to go to 19. one. It's really funny. Uh, I did see their live uh, show that they did recently. Yeah. Within in, the last couple of years in uh, London. Yeah. Yeah. Sadly, Terry Jones passed away recently. That's one I don't need to Google. I do know he passed away. Mm. But uh, so it's like, ah, uh, they're they're dropping now at this point. I so. mean, John Cleese is what ninety now. I uh, he's getting up there. I do like that Cleese before Jones had passed. He said, "Well, Graham had to die first because we're all going alphabetically." <laughs> <laughs> His memorial speech that he, John oh, Cleese God, did yeah. at Gilliam's. Oh yeah. Good, good riddance, the freeloading bastard to Hopi Fries. It was uh, for Graham, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Graham, that's the, Graham. That's the absolute best. That's just, just to say some of the awful things that he was saying about his one of his best friends. But, of course, that's that was their friendship, was, that was... To, to have something like that. I did hear this interview, too, with Cleese a few years ago. I think he said he was in El Paso, Texas, or Amarillo. It was some random place in Texas. I'm like, what are you doing there, John Cleese? You're this, you're amazing. But okay, have fun there. Uh, and this, he said, this older woman. He was doing like a Q and A, and this older woman asked, like, had a question for him. She's like, can I ask you something? He's like, yeah, sure. Like, Do you think the Queen killed Diana? <laughs> and he was like, is it? everyone just went, oh. And he goes, well, not with her bare hands. <laughs> Just that visual image of the queen trying to choke to death Princess Diana. I just was laughing. My, but that's Cleese's fantastic sense of humor. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I did watch uh, The Crown on Netflix. I'm keeping up with that. Uh, are you caught up? Yeah. That's, it was really good. I'm excited for the next season. I have no idea what it's going to entail, but yeah. Uh, I think it's going to be, they're definitely going to go into Diana's death. Yeah, I guess. Because they kind of... She was still very part of the story. Mm-hmm. That, that last season she was. I the I love The Crown, and I think it's smart how they get like a new cast every two seasons. Mm-hmm. But I get so attached to yeah. each one. Like The guy that was playing Prince Charles in the last one was such a good bad guy in a way. Like mm-hmm. I hated him, mm-hmm. but I wanted to keep watching him. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. It was like for me, I'm going to tie this into pro wrestling. It was like watching Eddie Guerrero. Back in like ninety seven and ninety eight, it was like, oh, I hate this guy, but I have to keep watching. <laughs> Latino Heat. <clears throat> well, that's when he was just uh, cheat the win. Well, it was before that. That was the WCW. WCW. Dude. Him and Jericho and WCW were great oh, bad guys yeah. because they were just given free reign. But Eddie, when he was like basically torturing his nephew Chavo, <laughs> which by the way, if you don't know, Eddie Guerrero was like only like three or four years older than his nephew Chavo, mm-hmm. but he. Chavo was newer in the business, and the whole storyline was if Chavo lost to Eddie, he became Eddie's servant for like a month <laughs> or a year of life or whatever. It's pro wrestling, so it's you know, yeah, yeah time yeah. doesn't matter. But he, 
it just made like Chavo then lose his mind and he had to like Chavo started shaving his own head. <laughs> and he just like Eddie was driving him nuts. It was brilliant. He was such uh, a good bad guy. He was. Uh, the bad guys in pro wrestling are the most fun just because they drive the storylines. But I agree. Okay. So yeah, that was uh, Eddie and and uh, Chris in WCW oh were so freaking good. Did you watch uh, the Steve Austin Jericho interview? I did. Yeah, yeah, it was fascinating when Jericho was talking about the WCW stuff and the whole Goldberg thing. Yeah, I, I mean, Goldberg was getting bad advice from several people at that point. Yes. Uh, people say it was probably Scott Hall and Kevin Nash who gave him some really bad advice on how to politic and not work with people and Goldberg being so new to the business and being in shark infested waters. Cause and, guy, and honestly not being a very good wrestler. No. That, I mean, he was a rocket ship and that was it. He, he had a killer he, look, great move set, right gimmick, right time. Five minute match and you're done. Yeah. And that's perfect for a, a guy who's super green. Yep. Uh, but he's dangerous too. Yep. <laughs> Obviously, with like what he did to Bret Hart, I'm rocking my Bret Hart socks today. Actually, nice, nice. yeah. Um, but he also was not the smartest of guys either. No. So, <laughs> like, he had Hogan in his ear. He had, um, you know, all these people who were pulling him in all these different directions. And he wanted to be a really good person. That's the thing I respect about Goldberg. He always did things for kids and oh, yeah, for fans. Mm-hmm. Great dude. Um, but a complete moron. <laughs> like yep. what we were talking about earlier with COVID, like I wouldn't want it to kill stupid people who just need to learn. It takes them time. That's Goldberg. <laughs> he needed time it's to true. learn. Like, it took it's him true. into his 50s, it seems like, to kind of mellow out. But um, Maybe. He still bangs his face against lockers and metal things. I'll say this. It seems like fatherhood really mellowed him out a lot. Like as a human being, like wanting to like, okay, I don't care if I lose. I don't care if I look bad. I just wanted to like give back now. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. You know, if I, would... I, I wonder if that's more of a symptom with the WWE, especially in his later career when he came back in what, 2016. I really think that Vince man being an idiot, like you don't give a belt to a, part-timer who's going to wrestle maybe five times you just don't yeah like brock lesnar yeah yeah he gives it to brock lesnar for years who's oh and not in one not with one reign but throughout his time back with wwe i i liked the idea of giving it to brock one time with that but then the story kind of kept repeating itself yep will seth rollins be able to dethrone brock lesnar will drew galloway or uh, mcintyre sorry will mcintyre be able to it's like Okay, we saw this earlier with Roman Reigns. I'm tired of this story again. If you use Brock in a different way, I'd be way more interested. But it's... WWE. Well, I just don't like watching WWE anymore. I don't either. I don't watch it. I don't. But part of that is just I feel like morally it's wrong. Um, That's fair. Vince McMahon... Is an evil man, yes. Yeah, I think he's really... I do think he's a bad person Mm -hmm. because he's part of... He's suspected of being part of a cover-up in the murder... Um, of Jimmy, uh, with Jimmy Snuka murdered his girlfriend. It, I mean, all evidence points to that. He was about to be put on trial, and then Snuka died. So, of course, they're not going to keep going with that trial at that point. Right. Uh, there's all these uh, instances of all these wrestlers being forced to be put on the road and work themselves to death. And then when they can't work anymore, they're not given a job within the WWE at all. They're just put out the pasture. And as Bret Hart would say, you're 
they put a slug in the back of your head and throw you out. Mm-hmm. So many wrestlers have that happen. There's no 401k. There's no retirement. There's no health benefits. And Vince McMahon would never change that. He calls them these. Sorry, I'm very passionate about this, folks. It's fine. <laughs> but I don't watch WWE. I watch uh, all elite wrestling. Yep. And I'll watch New Japan. Um, I haven't caught on that bandwagon yet. New Japan to me has just some of the best in-ring work, and it's simple, logical storytelling. Mm-hmm. This guy's on a win streak. He deserves the next title shot. Perfect. This guy is a comedy wrestler. <laughs> he makes people look stupid, so they hate him. Easy storytelling right there. Yeah. Uh, it's not convoluted and with stupid soap opera stuff like WWE. Oh, I yeah. can, That's terrible. It WWE talks down to you. It really does. And I... I feel that I'm like I don't enjoy this now because of it. Yeah, I'm no longer a child. Well, even children after a while. Well, you give them the superhero like John Cena. Yep. And they adore him. Sure. All the old people hate him. I, I think it's not that they hate John Cena. It's that they don't like the way the character's written. He doesn't drive the storyline at all. But no, he just wins all the time. Just wins. The bad guys are oftentimes like their character is sacrificed to John Cena and you they don't really recover. And it's not that John tries to hurt the wrestlers. It's not like he's trying to hurt their careers. It's the way it's written. And yep. so now of course Cena is a part he hasn't even been there in a long time. So That's true. It doesn't really matter at this point anymore. Um you had a generation of wrestlers who you didn't build up that would have been very helpful. Well, and that's why they keep bringing in Goldberg and the old legends, yeah. quote-unquote, to yeah. come back and wrestle. I mean, it's funny, though. One of the main events of WrestleMania was Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre. Mm-hmm. That was a main event for TNA two or three years before at Bound for Glory, uh-huh. which was their, quote, WrestleMania. It's their big event. So, wow, cool, WWE. Now you're retreading TNA at this point, or Impact Wrestling, as it's called uh, now. Well, they don't have any uh, new stars. The, a lot of the wrestlers are getting older. And then I've never been... I think Roman Reigns is a really good worker. His character... What is his character? Well, now he's changed to a bad guy. And they've done it smartly. Well, I will give them this. He is now... I love the head of the table thing, the, the, the chief, the high chief of the family. See, I hate it. You do. Why is that? Because it's... I'm the big dog, but now boo me. That's the same freaking character. Well, it's good. Just, now you can boo him. And now he's working as a heel. He now, is the bad guy. Now I just don't care. Okay. I never cared for Roman Reigns and that character anyway, but to me it's just like all Vince McMahon has said, he's a heel now, and it's acceptable to boo him. And now everyone loves him, and it's like it's the same guy. Disagree. It's the same character. Disagree because he is actually using heel tactics from when I have seen We'll say this, I'm not yeah. watching all the time. So, but so to be is, fair, I haven't watched any of this. I'm just reading yeah. stuff online. I'm like, it's the same person. Sure, he'll use heel tactics. He'll get Paul Heyman to help him out, or uh, uh, you know, the Usos help him out as well. So mm-hmm. he's got you know his heaters out there. So that is happening. I will say this. The WWE has done a fantastic job with the women wrestlers. Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair was a fantastic match this past WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. I watched it with uh, Brian and Tyler. They came over. Uh, you know, my, two of my groomsmen, two of my best friends, they came over or came down from Chicago to watch it. Mm. That match was a killer. Was they it? were great. And the, the finish was perfect. Good. Uh, have you ever seen Bianca's hair whip? Yeah. She used it. Sasha got slashed open, basically. Oh. It looked like an actual whip. Nice. Giving it up to Sasha. She's so good. 
But that was a great match. Nice. And you know what? It's great because, oh, it's not built around. Charlotte's a very good worker, but she's overused and kind mm-hmm. of overexposed. They need to give her something else besides title matches because the character's kind of stale with that. Mm-hmm. But Charlotte's so good. I have to give her that. Um, but the thing that they have done a good job with, I will continue to say, is has been the female wrestling, the 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 women's wrestlers, but then they let go of the Iconics. I hate that. I love the Iconics. They were fantastic. Right. Well, and the whole trash bag gate. Um, <laughs> that was so dumb. Uh, the disrespect there with that. And who is it? Uh, Chelsea Green, who got let go. She's like, yeah, they sent me Natty stuff. What's like, and they, they didn't even send me all my stuff. And random basketball. It's like, <laughs> okay, whose is this? I have to figure this out. Right. Luckily, they all live in Florida, so it's not like too hard for them to. Yeah. I, I like sometimes I feel like WWE. He gives the women a lot of credit, and then sometimes it's like, no, not at all. Not even a little bit. Well, that's, <laughs> to be fair, we probably see that in a lot of different worlds. I'm not saying every dude out there or every guy is is uh, a sexist or that you know women in every profession are looked down upon, but I see that with other in other places. Um, I'm not going to say who this is, <coughs> but um, you know I. I've seen women who work really hard at their jobs mm-hmm. who give overtime constantly or training new people and have had promises given to them of, Oh, you'll be given this new job in a year. A year comes, they're not given the manager position that they've been gunning for. Uh, the, the, the job isn't even created. Two years goes by nothing. Right. Even longer. It's like, okay, yet you're now lumping her in with someone who doesn't work as hard who's not a guy who's not giving the same amount. Mm -hmm. Why is that? Why? And then she, she, this person is noticing, Oh, now no women are actually being given this. It's just going to guys. Yep. So, and, and I know some people are going to be like, boo, you're just, you know, you're you're feminist or whatever. Go ahead. That's (laughs) fine. You can get mad about it. But the thing is I'm seeing it. I am seeing it. And I'm not saying it's happening to every woman out there. But it is happening to women. Yeah, absolutely. So that's the WWE is probably it's a big corporation, publicly traded. I'm sure they do it as well. For sure. But it's just like you have to build new stars and they're not doing that with women. It's always Charlotte or it's never any of these young women who are promising. I think the WWE kind of looks at it as we want our tent pole characters. You want the marquee names and we don't really care who people say they want that doesn't matter we are picking who is going to be that person if you don't get that position keep working for it that's nice we'll give you a nice little spot here off to the side i mean we've we've been hearing that story oh i mean 10 years ago with you know well almost 10 years ago with cm punk it seems that's probably not 10 years ago i think that's five or six years ago where punk talked about the, the podcast he did with colt cabana of yeah, I, I mean, I was offered the video game, the WWE video game cover. They're like, we want Punk. They're like, no, you want Sheamus. They're like, no, we want Punk. No, you right, want Sheamus. Right. That story's kind of been told to WWE for a long time. Of, we, the, They don't care what the fans are going to say. They're going to pick who they want. I, I wonder if the WWE brings in audiences ever again. Oh, they will. 
just because they're the mm-hmm. the live gate does bring revenue and they're all about the money and they will at some point but vince mcmahon loves controlling every facet of everything what do you think he likes more money or that control right there i think we'll see it in the pay-per-views i don't know if we'll see it on raw or smackdown I think we will because Vince is going to keep seeing money come in. I don't think they do as much touring as they used to uh, because they have great revenue streams. But I do think they're going to continue to make money off of live gates the same way that with the UFC. I loved watching UFC fights without crowds. I didn't want to hear them woo constantly. I didn't want to hear them boo whenever it get got into more of a wrestling match as opposed to an actual fist fight. Mm-hmm. Um you could actually hear the contact sometimes when you get hit. Like, oh God, that's a bone crushing hit. Um, but then UFC figured out, you know, we do make more money with a crowd. So what did they do? They got a sold out crowd in Jacksonville on mm. April 24th. Not that I advise that, but it's Florida. So of course they're going to do something like that down there. Uh-huh. And they made bank. A live crowd means money. Yeah. But the WWE has made more money in 2020. They'll, or they'll, highest revenue or whatever it was. They'll continue to. That's They're always getting that. So that's why I'm saying, like, I don't know if they'll want to bring in the audience because Vince can't control it. Like, they're definitely piping in boos and cheers. Sure, but they're going to make... They did it for WrestleMania. They did They'll They'll continue to do it for things like SummerSlam. They'll, of course, do it for pay-per-views. But how much more of an audience... Th- think about how crazy the crowds are going to be once we can start having concerts live sporting events. The WWE wants to get in on that action, especially because people will probably pay more now to get into a live event. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I just wonder why they haven't and AEW has. Uh, I think part of it... I mean, Daly's Place is open air, yeah. and I think that's a big factor, but even uh, Tony Khan said Double or Nothing is going to have a full-capacity crowd. Yeah, I think, I think AEW is just wanting to kind of beat him to the punch at this point. That's my guess. I wouldn't advise it, but that's what they're doing. Well, I mean, what if everyone's vaccinated? And also, they have open air. It's they do open have air. open air. But, I mean, if everyone can show their COVID card and yeah. say, hey, I'm vaccinated, okay. Yeah, I don't know the... And then wear a mask, even still. I don't know the whole story of it, but... I, my, don't, I don't either. My guess is they... It's Florida, so they're going to do whatever. Yeah, and Texas. Those are two yep. wild, wild west states. They really are. <laughs> I've been, I'm always on the YouTube uh, bandwagon and I watch a lot of the racing stuff on YouTube and they're just full open, no mask partying. I believe it. And it's like, come on, like (laughs) we've been in this for over a year now and this is what we're still doing. Yeah. And I hate to be that person, but it's racing. It is. It is. And we, like, I hate to talk about, uh, I'm sure there are people who are very intelligent who are open-minded and, and, and probably are vaccinated. But in the racing community, I see a lot of Confederate flags. Uh, that's actually becoming less and less of a thing. That's great that it's less of a thing. <laughs> Keyword, though, it's less of a thing, you know. Well, even NASCAR has, I think, banned it now. Good. Uh, yeah, I'm happy to hear that. It's progress, and I like to hear that uh, progress. Uh, well, it took a black driver. Uh, I heard, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I, I'll be honest, I don't follow racing at all. I mean, left turns to me just aren't interesting, man. I mean, I don't like that kind of racing. I like drag racing and stuff like that. Gotcha. That's the more of the uh, stuff I watch on YouTube. I don't really... I mean, I watched NASCAR when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
And occasionally I'll watch the Daytona 500 just because it's like the WrestleMania of, you know, whatever. It's interesting to me, too, that Daytona is the start of the season. Yeah. And it's the biggest race of the year. What makes it the what makes it the biggest though? It's the spectacle. That's all it is, the history and the spectacle of it. How old's Daytona 500? Uh it actually started this morning. When? Uh when the moonshiners were doing it in the 40s. Oh, all right. I mean the track wasn't there, but Daytona was like where NASCAR was birthed. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, it just for me I've gotten into I can get into soccer, I get into hockey, baseball, basketball, football, <coughs> excuse me, uh, you know, MMA, NASCAR, not a thing. I mean, I get it. Um, uh, it takes me thinking about it to be like, oh my God, these guys are ridiculous. Yeah, the speeds they're going. and Well, it's you're talking inches and a car that's doing, you know, 195, 200 miles per hour plus. Yeah. Inches. One mistake, you're done. Yep. You're done. Yep. The amount of concentration and the actual sport of it is incredible. It just it gets boring after a while. Agreed. Not gonna lie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. But but occasionally I'll watch the Daytona five hundred when I think about it and I'm like, Oh, it's Sunday, I'm not doing anything. Oh, the Daytona five hundred's on. That's how I watch it. Gotcha. All right. I mean to each their own. Like I said, it just hasn't hit it probably won't work Ever. for me. Yeah, that's fine. And everyone's got their thing. Everyone's got their thing. Agreed. Um, I just, I'm more of a car person. I love that whole aspect, cars, whatnot, vroom, vroom. Yeah, and I've got a Kia Soul, so I don't think people who have Kia Souls. Nice. Sorry, folks. Uh, people who have Kia Souls probably aren't going to be the biggest car enthusiasts. I used to make fun of whatever I would do improv shows. Mm-hmm. I would make fun of having a Kia Soul. <laughs> <laughs> like, I would do something where... It, like I'd be talking about someone's loser boyfriend. I'm like, whatever. He drives a Kia Soul, and for mm-hmm. whatever reason, crowds dug the specificity. But I think it strikes a chord in some part of this area, especially. I would have said like a Dodge Intrepid, but okay. That's a okay. That's unique as well because it, it specificity in improv mm-hmm. can save a scene. Oh, I'm sure. So because if if it's two people arguing. After a while, like really quick, people are like, I don't want to watch that. Ugh. If the worst is whenever it's an improv scene about two people who don't know each other that are arguing. Mm-hmm. No, people, are like, I don't want to watch this. Why are they even in the same room together? Just leave. You're it's like, you figure that out subconsciously pretty quick. Mm-hmm. But then if you can figure out something specific with it, like whatever, we're on a bad date in an Olive Garden, that can somehow like save a scene. Interesting. For whatever reason. Yeah, I'm I'm missing improv. I know. That's why I wanted you to do this. Well, I do appreciate it, man, and I want us to keep doing this, but I think this is the last one. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) 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 We just retire right out. One and done. Yep. (laughs) One and done. So this could be be called One and Done or George Washington's Body. (laughs) Okay. That's fair. 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 Yeah. Uh, Good times. Yeah. I don't have anything else. Do you? Um, no, man. Love you. I love you too. This was fun. Let's do it again. Yeah, absolutely. Two weeks. Two weeks from now, whatever date that is. I'm not going to look at that, but Uh, yeah, agreed. uh, Yeah, sure. All right. uh, Stay tuned for more episodes of The Middle with Caleb, and uh, we'll see what happens and what the show develops into. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. That's the whole point of this. Have fun. Love you guys. Talk to you later. Love you.